Radio Fox. History books are made to be broken. Every generation seeking to surpass the previous. Leave their own mark. With every moment etched in time. Well, as a matter of fact, I think we have a special secret guest here at Radio Fox. Jeremy McGrath's room, please. Phenomenal, thank you. Honor yesterday. Invent tomorrow. Hello? Hello, Jeremy? That might be me. Jeremy, how's it going? Reintroducing Radio Fox. Broadcast by Verb Moto. Yeah, welcome back. It's Radio Fox. We continue coverage of the Monster Energy AMA Amateur National Championship at Loretta Lynn's. Kevin here, Jason here. Uh, but we weren't here for a long, long time because I've seen, I think, one time in the 20, 23 years I've been at this event where we had a big break. This year, we've had two in two consecutive days. Massive, massive time off due to hellacious rain, and I cannot believe the track actually looks halfway decent by the end of today. I, I, I don't know why I even doubt it. I know, I, man. I, I feel You're the right. same way we in the We overreact every when time. When it's ankle-deep mud and slop, yeah. slop everywhere, and, and they turn it around, and then you probably could have used the water truck at the end of the day, except for that little 50 moto. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk right about that. Gate. Yeah, that was just a little exclamation point on it. There's so uh, yesterday we had huge rain, and we had an eight-hour delay, and then this morning it rained until about noon. And then the sun that came out, and, yeah, that helped. And then they did an unbelievable amount of track work. The track had been sealed, and it was shockingly good once they first got out on the racetrack. The problem yesterday was we raced one moto and then it rained. Today, they did not race until the rain stopped, and it was actually decent. Yeah, you can see where all the lanes of the track are there. They got the track raised up a little bit, and all the other lanes hold the water. So they do a great job, job of draining the water and getting it ready. They seal it all in. and. It gives you the best racetrack. Once the sun came out, the rain stopped, they put the equipment out there and they went to work. And then you guys, your dirt bike guys, went to work as well. Yeah, so they cut the motos to 15 minutes. And the other thing to keep in mind is that they still, due to all these delays, have not gotten any of the third motos done yet on a Friday. We're usually about a third of the way through the order. So tomorrow is gonna be a mega rush to get titles crowned. We haven't done it yet. So uh, a rare Friday night where we don't know who any of the champions yet are gonna be. Tomorrow is gonna be wild to get it all in. But I guess that's part of Loretta's, right? That's just the way it goes. And I mean, the cool part yeah. about it being wild is it's actually what everyone is used to at the local level. We're going to go back to a little bit of a shorter racing format. We're not going to have sight lines for every motor. So it's really not as crazy. It's crazy for here, but it's, it's what we're all used to leading up to this event. Right. And we all know the whole point of Loretta's is you race on different days. So you have to deal with different weather and the best all around rider wins. So if you can handle the ruts and the mud today, the dry stuff earlier in the week, you're the better all around rider or maybe the best all around rider. Yeah. So it's kind of how it goes. For us, though, it was awesome. I mean, we had a lot of downtime. Oh man, a lot of a lot of time to shoot the breeze, check yeah. in with all of our buddies around the field here. Yeah, just I think say hello. people probably enjoyed the relaxed yeah. pace for a bit. Some yeah. did, and some were ready to go. I'm sure the parents of the six-year-olds that had to keep them hemmed up all day in an RV and the yeah, rain yeah, yeah. were ready yeah, to yeah, turn yeah. those little wild ones loose. So, yes, but, and they they did. At the end of the day, we let them run wild in the streets. Yeah, we did have 450 motos at the end of the 450 day. 450 cc motos. Yeah, not 450 motos, right? And it worked out good. Yeah. Uh, until we got to the P-Dub class and 30 bikes got stuck on the start straight. Yeah, they, they, they came up, they went about 30 feet and it just literally, they stopped, about 10 kids were able to make it through, then the, the, the mad push to get those kids up and out because we had an ex expanded yeah. support staff to get all those kids moving. So it was comical, it was probably not to them, but it was pretty fun to watch. I, again, you can say I've never seen that before in a motocross race. Yeah, it's P-Dubs, man. It's just too cute to, to, to get too mad about right. it. And eventually everybody got through and finished their moto. Time for highlights, you wanna go to some highlights? I would love to see some highlights. I love watching races. Let's show you what it looked like when we finally did go racing today in the afternoon. It starts with the 250C Junior. 
This is our first class again of today in the afternoon time. And New Jersey's Robert Weiss on the 16 is going to get the whole shot. He's been nailing the starts this week, and we've noticed how clean he has looked throughout the week. Yeah, that's one of the benefits, man. One of the first motos, get out there and get away from all that stuff. There's a guy on the left there not having a great day. He did for a minute, yeah, and it was all over there. There is the number There's 16, Weiss. I believe, of yep. Weiss. And you're going to see 67 of Corey Owings in here in a minute if you can make out the numbers. <laughs> yeah. And it's Weiss already. starts to pull away. And now you can see, again, I cannot... He, he can't see, but now he can no. with the tear-off. I cannot accentuate. You're probably watching the saying, you guys said this is surprisingly good. There's the 19 of Kyle Pelia logos. I think we took on one and a half inches of rain before this moto. So the fact that the track looked this good, I'm telling you, I was shocked. Started out with C-Class, by the way, but Weiss, he handled it. Yeah, man, so did uh, Kyle Pelia logos. There he is on the number 19. Kept him honest. We don't like a dishonest C-Rider. No, he did keep him honest. We have lie detectors around the racetrack. 59 of Carson Hall coming by. And then Logan Hale was the 17 you just saw come through. Weiss takes the win. Helio Logos and Braxton Kragenbring hit a big battle with Hall and Ryder Rodriguez, but he would end up on the podium. And unfortunately for him, he gets to talk to me. Right after that, we go to 450B Limited. And this is a big battle. Jeremy Fapani and Liam Aloff. Aloff? Olaf. Olaf. I've been saying Aloff wrong for 20 years, including his dad. Big anticipation of a battle with those two. Yeah, and uh, this was Olaf's moto, moto, Olaf's moto here. Fapani, I believe, goes down. Yeah, Fapani had a rough one. Tommy Callow gets to early lead. Fapani and uh, Olaf were buried. Th I'd say There's this is the worst part of the track. That's Ten a, Commandments. Not that part. That's a good line right there. Yeah, you yeah, want to do that. Saving energy. Yeah, we got it on video. There's Callow on the KTM, but here comes. The crazy helmet guy, Olaf, there. The phone came off immediately. That's fine. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Like, what has he got? No, it's, the helmet's falling apart. He's going so fast. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, is he setting some sort of trend? Just stuff flying back behind. Look at all the, just the breezy movement of that gear. So Olaf is able to get the lead. That is super clutch. And Olaf, who's from California, said he's ridden the mud two times ever, once in December and once here. He couldn't believe he rode this well. He's just a good motocross rider. He doesn't even know he's a good mud rider now. He should be excited any time it rains now because he can get it done. We got the 45 of Reese Class and the 94 of Alvin Hillen. Hillen has been a podium guy a couple times this week, but then uh, Hillen would go down. Jordan Cooper was in there as well on that number nine machine. We just caught a glimpse of him. And there's Fapani, who had a rough one in this one. And uh, tough on him on the 75. And they just kept on trucking, slinging mud off. There was Callow on that 56. There's uh, Olaf again. Props to that one inch of tape holding that foam on the entire moto. <laughs> Olaf takes the win, that's clutch. He uh, had a big breakthrough last year to win in uh, super mini divisions, I believe. So proving he can also get it done on a big bike is super, super important as well. And uh, so far, so good for him. Uh, that Olaf story, yeah, his dad raced, Joe Olaf. We, yep. we all remember yep. him. Yep. But you would think, so Joe's been like pushing him since P-Dub days. That wasn't the case. He came no, out of nowhere last yeah, year. Yeah, he was kind of a quiet story. And then last year, he had a really good year. They've, they've, they've had this nice little ascension. And his dad, he, he know, he's just super mild-mannered. Yeah. He's not going to get yeah. too excited either way. And I think it works in his favor, man. I'll tell you one funny story of that, and then we're going to get to an interview with uh, Joe Shimoda. Uh, Liam had a terrible start in some moto, but for some reason the whole shot people had him identified as the whole shot winner. Right. So I give him the whole shot check on the podium, and then Dad pulls it, and he's like, no, 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 JJ got it. I'm going to give it to him. Joe Olaf's a cool guy. Good job, Liam. Good job, Joe. And uh, speaking of Joe. Yeah, we got one coming here. Let's talk to uh, Joe Shimoda with his white gloves or something. Yeah, he's all about the gear and the style. Let's find out. Welcome back. This is a professional version of Radio Fox. And Joe, clean us up, man. It's Joe Shimoda. We got yes. Joe Shimoda here on a Friday. 
Glad to have you in. Doing a lot of stuff for Fox, but I just found out. Yep. I thought you were here just to represent Fox. You actually have like a hand in the gear being raced this week. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I uh, did this little cool project with Fox. Um, helped them design a gear for the Fox athletes that's racing Loretta Lynn's. And uh, I enjoyed it. I uh, loved doing it. So. Now, how did you do Did you draw it or did you go back and forth with these guys? So, mainly like the designers at Fox um, gave me some few ideas. Well, I sent them some ideas and colors and stuff. And yeah, we went back and forth. And if I want to say something or choose something, um, I give them a feedback and we just made it. And he tell, he's very particular about his gear, his gloves. Jason? Yeah, the, the white <laughs> gloves. I did not know this. We will gloves. never see you race without white gloves on. That's your thing? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know why. I, if I don't have the white gloves, I feel not comfortable. Really? Yeah. How many pair do you go through? I mean, white is tough to keep clean. What are we doing here? I mean, it looks like three to four sets every single weekend. And there's what? <laughs> how many races? Uh, That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. But this goes way back, because Kevin, you were talking about him in the amateur days with yeah. the all-white gear. Yeah, he was. Uh, he got some help from Canvas back in the day, and I remember, I'm like, who is this guy? He's like hovering around the top 10 on his Honda and decked out in all-white. His dad was so meticulous. I'd watch him after motos, pull the liner out of the helmet, the bike was spotless, all this white gear. I'm like, what is this all about? And now it makes sense now. Yeah, you were all-white gear back then? All-white. Um, no sponsors, just, you know, Canvas helped me a lot. And... Uh, yeah, back then sets they were making was either all black or all white, and then yeah, just that's what I was wearing. I remember your breakout here at Loretta's Super Mini, I think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. My best year was yeah, Super Mini. Yes. Got, got one title. What uh, what lo Yeah, because again, you were in the hunt, you were battling, and then all of a sudden that year you like stepped forward, and then obviously you've been on the rise ever since. What did that for you that Super Mini year to really get you going? Um, I guess. Moving up to the bigger bike, I think I got better and better. Yeah. Well, and spending more time in the States, riding with faster guys, that kind of pushed me. Like I said, I had this like uh, little <laughs> story from Loretta's. Okay. My very, very first year, I came here on 65s. Jeez. And I was a 10 second, a lap slower than uh, like guys like Pierce, Robertson, uh, Masterful. Okay. Uh, my, my first year, Masterful was racing. You were 10 seconds off. So, yeah, I mean, Got a, a little lap. work to do. Okay. A lap, so. Jeez. Yeah, good memories here. Uh, were you going back and forth? Like, how did you even qualify for Loretta's that year? <clears throat> um, I mean, luckily, I, for some reason, I quali qualified on, we, we uh, didn't know we had, like, West Regionals. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's areas of Regionals. Yeah. So each, like, ver like first few years, I only did the West Regional, just one race. Just all your eggs in one basket, all fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. And fingers crossed, and I qualified fourth, fourth. So That's excellent. Good so enough. Yeah, it's funny because very, very first year, I qualified 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Went back to Japan. Um, I did a race there, and some <laughs> um, lapper got in my way, and it broke both of the wrists. Yes. So how about the year? Next year, we came back. I think same, we, I qualified like 4-4. Four, four. And came here. So, did you? I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Obviously, if you fly over from Japan, you have one race to get it done. Did you know the pressure was there, or were you so young that you probably didn't even realize that? Oh man, I can't mess this up. Um, not, to be honest, not really. 
Oh, you just the halfway flags halfway. are out, boys. Halfway. We're halfway yeah, through. Okay, yeah, yeah. To, yep. be, to be honest, yeah, I didn't really know how big the deal was. Yeah. Like, maybe just me or everyone's different, but for me, like racing till like 250, I, I feel like I didn't really take it as a job or, you know, just kind of riding around, being in this industry. So, um, yeah, that's how I went. You didn't feel the pressure of getting on a plane and flying all the way over here. Like your dad was that cool. He kept, did he keep it that cool for you? Yeah. Like, that's like, awesome. Like I'm telling these stories many times. Like I came back from school one day. My dad goes, we're going to the United States for 10 days next week. I'm like, all right. <laughs> that was it. Excellent. Yeah. That was your reaction. Yep. And wow. Loretta's was the thing you, you were aware of it, how big it was, how important it was or no, I, no, I, no, uh, yeah, no knowledge. No knowledge about That's probably any, the best thing. Any like pro motocross or supercross. That was what? probably better though. Yeah. There's no pressure on you then, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now were you just like crushing dudes like back home? Like were you like lapping everybody? Like what was your level back home? Back home in Japan, um, I did win many races. Yeah. Um I guess I was good enough over there, but yeah. But just as your parents figured out there's another level. Yeah. You didn't ask. I didn't ask for it, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Dude, I've enjoyed watching your, like, just your language. I remember interviewing you, like, day one, when I'd be like, hey, Joe, talk about the riding. Yeah, and he would yeah. go, mm-hmm. And his father would be like, not, not very good, not very good. So I'd be like, and he's gotten, he, the slang, like, he gets it, man. Like, he's got a great sense of humor. It's, uh, it's uh, I guess, hanging out west. It's funny. Uh, my very first interview I did was uh, Milestone. Remember that track? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's gone now, but um, <laughs> now I realize the interviewer asks me, how was the race? I say, yes. Nice. <laughs> and he That's kind of what I got, too. He goes, okay, cool. Uh, you, you like to thank anybody else? I do, yes. 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 <laughs> thank you again. Okay. You didn't actually thank anybody. I just said, yes, thanks. Okay. Bye. <laughs> just left. Bye. I remember being told in your Geico Honda days, just use the mechanic as the translator. That's what we kind of yeah. did back then. Yeah. Did he know Japanese or did he just know enough? Or how did that work? Geico days with yeah. time mechanic? Yeah. Um, well, I would just translate like in like a Google Translate in the phone. And wow. Sometime. Well, even like three years ago, setting, trying to set up my bike, I go through on my phone, like translate, what's the exact feeling that I want to explain? Too stiff, not hard like, enough. You know, like, like, not like just, not like stiff, like, harsh or like those small oh small wow those nuances little extra yeah. words you know yeah every rider Jeez. that knows english as a first language struggles to figure out what words to use when they're testing and you were trying to do it through google translate <laughs> yeah. with the team yeah <laughs> did it work i i don't know <laughs> Maybe it could have been better <laughs> oh that's wild uh yeah so your mechanic back then he did not speak japanese it was all google translate mm -hmm. to make all this work yeah i've never heard of that that's that's Wild. And then your family, they weren't all, like, were you on your own somewhat not speaking the language, but also having to, like, deal with regular life? How did that work? Yeah, so um, I went, I actually went public school for four years. Yeah. Uh, and then things got better and yeah. signing with Geico, Honda and stuff. Switched to on-track school, which mm -hmm. helped me a lot racing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was pretty tough I would think. on the first couple of years on public school. Um, my first day on the school, I'll go to principal office right away. <laughs> what class do I go to? And then she'll take me. Perfect. Next period, 
because they change the period every every hour. Yeah, yeah. Where in Japan, you, you stay in one class okay. all day. So after class, back to the principal's <laughs> office, go to class again, principal's <laughs> office. They knew you very well there. So yeah, she was uh, very but friendly. Got her through. It's going to be... Gonna be friendly with the principal, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't the wrong reason. So this was public school in America. Yeah. You just moved here. Moved here, yeah. And yeah. just went for it. Go uh, to school. You don't really know the language or a lot of other things. But here we go. Well, yeah, m more like I didn't have the choice. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Um, okay. Looking back on this, and it's the same thing. You're your buddies with the Lawrence brothers, and we talk about this with them all the time. Where it's like, yeah, but all these struggles to get here kind of helps you sometimes. Do you think that having it so difficult and having to learn all this has maybe helped a little bit? You're definitely not spoiled. You definitely didn't have it handed to you. Do you think that's actually helped? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, most of the time I kind of have to figure it out by myself. Yep. And I didn't have ability to ask someone either. So, Ish. Uh, but yeah, and in the motocross side, uh, Lawrence brother helps me just because they're doing so good now. Yeah. It makes me feel like, okay, want to reach to them, like get closer. Uh, one day I want to pass him. Like that gets, that got me like good motivation, you know, through amateur to the pro. So, yeah. Um, not just, just to friends, why just, I mean, like they're doing so well that yeah. that helps me to get, you know, the process going. But the kids you were racing here, the American kids, I mean, you had all these obstacles that you had to cross just to even get on the track where they had things laid out for them. So it probably built some desire in you to overcome all these obstacles to achieve this. Um, sorry, I, I, I didn't really get that. It's so hard to do what you did. All the life changes you had to take. You're not spoiled. You didn't have it handed to you. Did it build like a work ethic, you think, into you? Because oh. you had to make this work. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, my parents... Uh, what did your dad do for a living? My dad do for a living? Yeah, yeah, what do they do? Uh, he does a recycling company. He, so he's always in Japan, never really comes here for full time. But yeah, to your questions, um, yeah, like there's so many situations that you just nobody to help to and uh, yeah. no ability to ask because the English barrier. Yep. So yeah, maybe I disrespected someone, who knows, but <laughs> I'm yeah. here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's a cool story. Like the, the what you had to do on your own, dad's not here, not speaking the language. No pressure. Didn't, what happens didn't on the racetrack is probably easy compared to some of the other bikes. stuff you had to deal with <laughs> around the dirt bikes. Joe's got to cool. get out and airbrush some shirts, so we're getting the wrap it up. Joe's got to get in design studio. He's got to go get some stuff designed up, so we're going we're gonna to let him go, Jason. Yep. you got to be proud, though, of seeing your gear that you helped design out on the track. Yeah, I loved it. Cool. Hopefully the kid stays clean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't get it dirty. Might take, might take five pairs of gloves. All right, Joe. Good to see you, buddy. Nice. Yep. Nice right. seeing you guys. Thank yep. you. Joe, we're out of here. All right, let's get some highlights. All right, that's a cool deal. I don't think when we talked to Joe earlier in the week, uh, he knew that the gear was going to get trashed in the mud. Yeah, it's all gone. It's no good. Yeah, the white glove treatment. That's good. That's going to sell out. They're going to need more. Joe's yes. stuff looks good. It does look good. It was bright. It was very flashy. So yeah. props to Joe. It looks great. Now, I've asked other riders this week. The white glove thing, it's not just a joke. It's happening thing. now. It's like the cool thing yeah, to do. Yeah, it like was cool red for a long time. Now it's the white glove treatment. Yep. You run your hand across the top of that bike. If it's dirty, you smack your mechanic. There's a lot of uses for those white gloves. Enough. Yep. All right, let's get to more highlights. Some of the big time classes here at the ranch. Again, racing on a muddy-ish track. The day went on it got a little bit better. This is 250 Pro Sport Moto number two. Uh, Julian Beaumaire had won the first moto of this class, but we're going to find out, unfortunately for him, Lake Havasu 
in Arizona, maybe not the best place to build mud skills. Not a great one for him. He and Dax Bennett were way back. Watch Evan Ferry here in the lead, Kevin. Yeah, watch. This is fantastic. Great front brakes and great oh, balance there for Ferry, but everybody goes around him in the 51 and says, thank you very much. He is going to set sail, Jason Whitehead. Yep, that's Mark Finnis. So Evan Ferry. Another good line. Love that line. Love that. Outside, outside, extreme outside line. So that was Evan Ferry who did the endo. And then Finnis, who has had bad starts for years at Loretta's, knew what to do with it. He got out front and pulled away big time. And then the watch was on to see if Benick or Boomer could come through. Yeah, and Boomer was about in ninth. Benick was in about 12th, 13th. He came through, caught Boomer, and just, I, was, I was like, okay, he's going to break train. Stay with him, yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, Benick was on, on the move there. Kevin Kozad dropping down the post. No, it's wow. not Kozad. Wow, it is his number. Yeah, so um, Benick and Boomer, we wanted to see a, a showdown when they started together. We didn't expect it to be starting like 10th. Oh, ho, ho, hold on to that, Finnis. He was riding like a man possessed for sure. He's looking around the track like, where is everybody out? I should be getting attacked by now. Yeah, he was long gone. That's a man on the Ooh. attack there. Yeah, that's Bennett right there. He's, uh, I think at this point, gotten around. Boomer started to pull away. Boomer had a tough moto, then he crashed, went out of the top 20. So our first moto winner, struggle. Now, Bennett was struggling in the first moto of this class. So this title is wide open. Finnis has a second in moto one. And then he's got a big lead here in Moto2, so Finnis looking good for the yeah. title. And Dax has a seventh, so he says he's going to need a little bit of help to pull this thing out, but he's just putting it out there, sending it in the mud, jumping everything, getting sandblasted, roosted, did not care. Dax Bennett was all business. He would get to second place, but there is your leader, Mark Finnis, doing his work down at Club MX. And this Great. is how much better the Ten Commandments were in this Moto. Yeah, and it got better as the sun continue to stay out and there's Dax Bennett got you know he could see that's about as close as he's gonna get yeah that was an impressive come from behind charge uh, but it's not gonna be enough now he's gonna need bad luck to strike in the shorter motos that we'll do tomorrow in pro sport so there it is Mark Finnis now sitting on two one scores and his group was ecstatic with this gold medal and moto win and Gavin Towers I believe is now second in points because he's been consistent in both motos taking third in this one We'll go to Schoolboy 1. This is the 125 class. Yes, listen to that. I don't know if you can hear, but it sounds beautiful. The 43 of Tiger Woods with a hole in one. Unreal. Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger Woods, yeah. Um, but he has had plural as far as hole shots. Correct. It's been unbelievable to start. So you're thinking Tiger Woods, Same story. out front, clean. He's got this, right? He's going to have a challenger here. Yeah, he's coming through the pack. Clark Robbins, that was Justin Turner there with the early challenge there. He goes down, but it's... Tiger Wood, and then we're waiting for Clark Robbins to there come in the picture. There he is, the number nine. Yeah, Hunter he, Racing. Uh, my buddy Chris Hunter out of New Jersey, he's back here racing, and then he started a team, and Clark Robbins is going to the next level. He catches Tiger Wood. Yeah, it was about three seconds for the longest time, and then Clark just found another gear. Look at this. Down by the finish line, going to get inside of that, Wood. That was it. That was that easy. Yeah, so Clark Robbins to the lead. And this is going to be a title battle because they were both good in the first moto as well. Robbins is really upset with arm pump. His first two motos, he dropped back. He said he never got arm pump before. I clearly got that figured out now. Yeah, I don't know how you don't get arm pump on this track. Riding in the mud typically works, brings right? that out. Yeah, but like some of these guys said, that it was actually, in their opinion, a better racetrack. So maybe it was. Maybe we're just not good at dirt bike riders. No, there's no maybe about that one. So uh, Robbins who uh, was also on the uh, USA Junior team a couple of weeks ago in uh, Romania, I think it was. That's right. That's Mike right. Burkeen told us. And then they have Wood, by the way, the Australian. Take it down to the checkers. There it is, Clark Robbins. Remember that name. There's Wood. You got me doing it now. Sorry, Tiger buddy. Wood. Tiger, Tiger Wood. Wood. Austin Schaefer, Kay Johnson on the Yamaha, Ovin Koval 
Owen Koval round out the top five. Now we'll go to four strokes, schoolboy two. Story here was first moto winner Casey Cochran popped his shoulder out yesterday. He's back for this moto. He's got a good start, but then he goes down. Didn't injure the shoulder, thankfully, but now he has got a ton of work to do. And this man is doing some work out front. Is that Janik out front on the 27 machine? You had the three Kawasaki's, Janik, Enzo Temmerman, Drew Adams. Drew Adams, all there looking to take advantage of Cochran being way back. And remember, this moto is five minutes shorter than it would have originally have been because we're trying to get more motos in due to the mud delays. So that is worst case scenario for Casey Cochran. Oof. There's Janik on the 27. And that was Timmerman touching down behind him from about three stories on the 81. Yep. Uh, Adams, he goes down, loses a couple of spots. So now Janik, I believe, is going to be the one in control looking at the 3-1 scores. Crash there. Oh, it's Landon Peppered. Went down on the uh, 37. But uh, Janik's going to have a 3-1. This is coveted 250B and Schoolboy 2, the 250Fs. These might be the toughest classes to win at Loretta's these days because when you go to pro sport, you never know who's going to turn pro early and not even race here. And B, you got to go through the best. And Christian Janik's trying to get it done with a big second moto win. Temmerman peppered Adams with the crash, ends up uh, recovering for fourth, and Cochran from last to fifth in a short moto. Wow. So Cochran now has um, one five moto scores. It's not quite over, no. but he's going to need some help. Yeah, I mean, it's a competitive class. Anything can happen to any of those That's guys. True. So I That's mean, true. we might get yep. rain tomorrow. We don't know. But it's so wild how this thing works. Um, Cochran won his first two motos going away looked, this week, and we're like, he's going to be the, the dominant guy. He's the guy, yeah, and the things are good. He's still obviously fast, but now these guys have some momentum. Now they're feeling it, so things change moto to moto. Yeah, he might not win either title. One other class, 250B, Cochran's out of it because he DNF'd second right, moto with right. the shoulder. Here he's got a 1-5. It's amazing how quickly things change uh, in this game. And I want to mention one other thing, the heartbreak. Canyon oh. Richards had a great week going. He was looking at 2-2 two, two scores in Super Mini until his bike broke on the last lap today. So now he's sitting on two DNF. Does anybody have any motors out there they want to let go of? He's been struggling all week with that. Oh, yeah, practice day. His best and I will say it's his best and worst week at Loretta's ever because yeah. he's had the best finishes almost yeah. and then things go sour. Bummer. Oh. Hey, you got the speed, kid, so keep doing what you're doing, man. That's We're right. stoked. And Canyon's trying to become a GNCC youth champ and a Super Mini Loretta's champ in the same year, which I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but let's just make it bad up. Bad luck. Yeah, I like it. Yep. But Everybody knows, even the guys who dominate down here, they know uh, Adam Cincerulo, who we're going to talk to next. We're asking about his favorite memory. Everyone remembers the wins, but even he had some, some rough ones here. Let's check in with Adam Cincerulo, his favorite Loretta's memory. My favorite memory from Loretta's looking back now uh, was 2003. I think I went, I won the first moto on the, in a 4 to 6, I think it was a 4 to 650 class. I was racing like my best friend at the time, Dalton Myers. Um, I went one and then I crashed in the last corner trying to pass for the lead in the second moto. We got seventh. Then I won the third moto, but Dalton ended up going like 3-2-3 three, three for the overall. Um, he passed away in, in 2015, and so now I always look back and it was such a massive accomplishment for, for him, as, him and his family. Um, and I, was, I was happy to be there for that one. We're up. You're We're up. back. It's Radio Fox. We got Dax Medic here, one of our contenders in the Open Pro Sport and 250 Pro Sport class. Um, I know you've raced Loretta's a lot, but this is a little bit different. And we've had muddy races too, but this has been wild how this week has turned out, man. Yeah, I mean, I was told I was racing in the morning and I didn't even race at all yesterday. So yeah, yeah it feels like it's a big change. It was actually nice to get the day off, but uh, yeah, we had to race in the mud today and it was fun. Yeah, did I, are you crazy? Did I hear you say out that door, 
You like the track best in the mud motor today so far this week? Yeah, I liked it the best because it was uh, the, there wasn't so many bumps, so you could really send it, and um, yeah. the pace was a little faster. So I liked it a lot, and yeah, I had a bad start, but I came back to the catch. So yeah. hey, it's got to be kind of fun coming here without the pressure of all right, I got to do this in order to get a ride, maintain a ride. You're kind of that's kind of handled. You're just here to race dudes. Yeah, I mean, I'm just here to have fun, and this is my last year, so I got to make it count. Yeah, it's kind of funny if you think about the pressure normally at Loretta's. Is this like the least pressure you've had? Yeah, it really is because I know, first, I've obviously been training really hard and I've raced some of the pro rounds, so I kind of yeah. know what to expect. Uh, the motos have always felt long here, but now they really don't because I have raced the full hey, 35. So. Speaking of pressure, graduation, did you have any last minute assignments you had to bust and just bang out some papers while you were here, like writing some stuff? Like, cram, cram like in between test. motos, like, oh my God, Miss Andrea, will you please allow me to put this in? I know yeah, I have internet. Was, did you have to drive into town to email her right back over to her, it was, her Yeah, tent? it was hectic, dude. Bet, we oh, had to sure. go through a lot. Actually, yeah. I've heard your mom's probably graduating for the second time, right? Yeah, yeah, she's she doing some help. You know? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we call that tutoring. Yeah, we call tutoring. that tutoring, yeah. yes. Um, uh, did you think at all there was a chance you weren't gonna race this year? You or, jumped in a couple pro races or and you graduate did really well. Okay, yeah, both. That was both, yeah, both, <laughs> both. Yeah, Teetering. well, the graduation, was, the graduating part was. I was a little more stressed about that, but not stressed yeah. about the race. Yeah, the race number no you. <laughs> um, so you're sitting good in open. That's the one you're sitting. Yeah. Better your scores there. Yeah, one one. One one, and then two fifty. You still got a shot at it, you think? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I need a little help, but yeah. I think I can still win it. Okay, what is it? What were you in Moto one? Uh, seven. So seven two. Yeah, you might need some more mud. I need more mud. You might. More the mud. mud might help you. Um, you know, it seems normal. Like you won a fifty title, or a bunch of fifty titles, didn't you? Yeah. Well, but you only yeah, get I won one. Twenty thirteen. Yes. Yeah. And that seems went on sixty-five. Ten years ago. It seems normal to be like, ah, I won on a fifty and a sixty-five, and it goes all the way up to pro sport. But it's actually probably more rare than you probably realize. Um, I don't know what happens, but somewhere along the way, things just go sideways. Uh, what do you credit that to? Like, you've been pretty consistent through the years. I don't know, uh, Dad's saying, Dad's back there saying me. Todd Bennett, But honestly, you should be proud of yourself. We don't often see a 10-year run like this without, hey, what happened to that kid? Yeah, I've had, like, people tell me, oh, yeah, you're going to suck on big bikes. And, For reals? Yeah, just because, like, that is, that does happen. It does, For sure. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I guess it was 2020, whenever, like, COVID hit and everything, I didn't race Super Mini or 125. I just went straight to 250, and I was pretty young, but... Um, yeah, I got second in the B limited class, so that's kind of when I knew like I liked that the big bike a lot, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's kind of where I think I proved to people that I could ride big bikes. It was funny. I was asking. I'm like, I remember you were super young, and then there was somebody else that was like went nuts that year. It was Levi Kitchen. Yeah, Levi. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're teammate. Yeah, if he wasn't in that class, I would have won. So. Yeah, you said y'all yeah. had like a weird, awkward, like uh, bachelor type dinner where you know, <laughs> somebody gets the rose at the end of the night and yeah. Levi got the rose. But, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. you got a rose too, man, just yeah, two there, years later. Yeah, there's some more story to that, but we'll keep it. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was more stressful too. Yes. Yeah. It's gotta be funny. So yeah, you guys all ride train together and all that, but you're the, are you the only star guy that's racing here right now? Yeah. I mean, Towers rides there, yeah. right? But you're the only team guy. Yeah. So are they are they checking in? Are they watching? Are you getting ribbed by guys? Like how does that all work? Yeah, I mean everyone's watching at home, like even the teammates. So yeah, they weren't very happy about that one moto. You know they had to, you know, ball ripped into me a little bit. You stuff. Yeah, he fixed me up, but that's why I won the next moto. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we had to pull it around. You them. see, every time Bobby yells at you guys, and then you do well in the next moto, it just means he's gonna yell at you again. Yeah, you prove that it works. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, look how clean your bike is in this one, man. Yeah, that was the moto. Well. I, I came back. Things were going well for the you. The track there. was that good in that moto. That one? Yeah. No, that, that, okay. one, that, that was earlier. earlier. Okay, that was, was, that like, was yesterday. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, so, this is just a fun thing to, to finish up Loretta's. 
I mean, are you more excited about Unadilla coming up? Is that where your real thoughts are? I mean, I'm excited to be here. It's just yeah. a lot less, like, going on. Obviously, the pro yeah. race, there's a lot going on. So I'm excited to go to Unadilla, but I know it's, it's a lot more serious at Unadilla. Yeah. So. But I'm excited to keep learning, for sure. Yeah, you probably regret it if you look back and be like, that last year at Loretta's, I should have soaked it in. Yeah, I yeah. know. I feel that, for sure. Okay. It's, it feels like the week's already kind of flown by. Can we talk about your dad's crazy stuff that he does a little bit? Can we talk about that? Can we talk yeah, about jumping we, school buses? Yeah, he does some crazy stuff, but I should have listened to him this morning. He told me not to start with a whole shot device, and I did, and I came out last, so. <laughs> oh, dad again. He got again. me on that one. He said, don't use a whole shot device. Yeah. Why is that? Well, it was you, muddy, and you want more the bike was just spinning. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. If somebody else would have said that, you would have listened, wouldn't you? Maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> always the case, man. Kids don't listen to dad. That's Your dad great. was an accomplished rider back in the day. Went into freestyle, and now he sells RVs and whatever else he's buying. And he's, He'll buy he's and sell you, bro. Yeah, I think he, he sold the, the Verb Moto one as well. So, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> uh, He's wild. We won't give him too much credit. Yeah. We'll give him he's, too much credit. He's got to graduate, right? man. we got to get yeah, him up can. there. Yeah. Oh, graduation time. All right, Dax has got to go. Gra Congratulations. Thank High you. school diploma coming Thank up, you. courtesy of all Graduates track. Loretta's Thank and... You. School, same yep. night, basically. Yeah. Radio Fox, too. It's a good night. Yeah, all right. Good luck tomorrow on the final Thank day you. of racing. Uh, we're going to go to Austin Forkner here with his memories of racing at the ranch. Have some fun. Thank you. My favorite memory from Loretta's is probably winning uh, the 85 9 to 11 and 7 to 11 class, I believe, uh, back in 2010. Uh, I was basically no sponsors on a bone stock bike in the stock and mod class and uh, uh, that was my first real winning anything big and after that's whenever I got sponsored by Cowie and Fox and kind of everybody so that was a big like I mean that basically that one race kind of set my career off really. So good. What is the Vert Moto Shred Tour? Hey, that was rad. <laughs> Only the greatest time of your effing life. Imagine a 24-7 summer camp for dirt bikes. That's what it's all about. Who else can claim they jumped off the world's largest rocking chair? No one. It's a Guinness World Record. Who else combines live wrestling and dirt bikes? No one. Activities for all ages, including Stasic and Granger E2 demos, amp bikes, e-moto racing, fist gloves, free hot dogs, bands, and yeah, actual real racing. Oh. And a free $20 to motorsport.com. Everyone who comes through the gate. Yes, everyone. Join us for the Vert Moto Shredheads at Fox Raceway, October 28th and 29th in Pala, California. Visit verbmoto.com for more details. All right, let's bring in our next guest. This is uh, Send It Seth Dennis. It is. You look the same as you always did at Loretta's, just stretched. Getting like taller. every year you just get longer. They, yeah. Did Drew <laughs> yeah. Adams let you borrow that hat? No, I just, dude, I had to match the pink on pink, you know. That's, that's the oh, move, right. isn't it? 
It is. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. were just talking about where you live. Like, how many states have you lived in? Can you you even remember them all? I don't remember the first two. I remember California, and it was not a fun experience. Well, you're not from, a big fan. You say you're from Tennessee, though, also? Yeah. I was born here in Tennessee, moved to Colorado when I was little, and then... Job took you there? Huh? Work? Your married, yeah, your my wife dad was, worked in Colorado, and then <laughs> to Florida for work. You got we married, really, and then that's when you went to Florida for a while, and then quit yeah. racing for 10 years, and now you're back. It's good to have you back, man. <laughs> yep. He moved for his kids. He wanted his kids to get into a good school good system. Good school system in Claremont. Yeah. So yeah. you're in Claremont now? Yes, near Claremont, yeah. Yeah, it's you're kind of like on the outskirts of Claremont. Yep, you're at Sandbox. Yes, most Sandbox. And we say at Sandbox, like you're literally living there. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to do like chores, like oh, I gotta like, sweep the track or whatever, anything like that? Sweep the track, <laughs> vacuum not, the track. Yeah, not really. You mess it up, you fix it. Yeah, really. Are you just in a motorhome there or what? Yeah, and then we got this like uh, like shed. shed type of deal out there, so it's, it's like pretty much a full size living room, so it's. Do you like got to go in there, watch TV, and hang out in there? Yeah, full-size couch, everything. That's not bad. That's kind of cool. The Sandbox has maybe got the coolest history of all. The Sandbox actually started as Grant Langston's place. Mm-hmm. Then it became Ryan Villapoto's place. Yep. Uh, now Ken Roxon's still there, right? Yeah. yeah. Brad so. Pitt bought it. He was there for a while doing some oh, stuff. Oh, Tom Cruise, yeah, Brad yeah, Pitt. So it's yep. Government seized it for a did while. Did you know that? Brad Pitt owned it? <laughs> he did. Okay. We were confusing. I'll tell you a real story. This is funny. You probably don't even know this. So why is it there? Uh, Langston wanted to build a place in Florida. Yeah. He went to Big James Stewart and said, where should I build? Big James, as he's known to do, just says, Claremont. Just like that. Got the, just Claremont. So what, Langston's what? like, okay, because the dirt is cl- more clay than sand compared to other parts, and it's close enough to get to Orlando Airport. Okay. So that's why Langston built there. He sold it to Villapoto, worked with Al the so Baker the there. Epic, Here epic we go. the center of Supercross and Motocross. Is because Big James, Big James said one word, Claremont. That's it. Anyway, there you go. Now you learn that. Yeah. So when Roxon's out there, um, back in the day, AC used to ride there and all that. Do you ride with him? Do you see him? How does that work with your level and having like the highest level yeah. pros there? Are you allowed to make eye contact with him? He's like, don't look at me. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely cool to have some pros there. Um, it's he, we can see him as an example for some corners, and it's just good to have him there because Ken's such a smooth rider, and. Him on Supercross is just unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, helped me definitely in Supercross. Yeah, you do some Supercross? I try to. I love Supercross. I try uh, to get okay. on as much as possible. Man, so. look at that slow. You can't help but look at yourself. He's watching his own highlights. Like, man, look at that gear. I look <laughs> Dude, good. Look at that good. I look a little so slow, good. though. A little slow. You could have picked the pace slow up. That's slow motion. Oh, yeah. it's slow motion. My bad. Pray not, dude. Come on. Uh, how's it going for you this week, Seth? It, it ain't going too bad. I'm pretty sure Supreme 1, I'm still second. And then I'm actually tied for second. And then Supreme 2, I'm third. Okay, so third motos, you still got a shot at both? Uh, I gotta have a little, little, little luck, luck. But hopefully, if I uh, win both, I'll get the title. Okay, that's that's. And cool. that's the goal either way. Just win motos. That's all you can yeah. do, right? Not worried about doing math or anything like that. No. Just drop the hammer. So we had these mega long breaks these last two days. Like, what do yeah. you do during like eight hours off? I was sleeping for so long. Here. Really? I was, I was new as in. He probably was as tall. The tallest? Yes, he probably grew sleep. two inches yeah, yeah. from all that oh, sleep. Probably. I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Video games, anything like that? Kinda. Um, I'm not lying. When I come off of training, I've already to bed. Yep, then I'll wake up. Where are you out? Hey, when Ken Rocks is driving, in, uh, like, or you're out there with him, does he yell at you in, in German or American? What does that typically look like? He's never, he's never yelled at me, but um, he, he's really nice, though. Um, yeah, I can see that. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's kids, really nice. So. 
uh, the video game thing and the hanging out thing, um, I always find it so weird to think like, I see riders and I'm like, oh, they're probably like super bitter rivals, they wanna beat each other, but then I see dudes hanging out. It's like, we're friends off the track. So are there some riders that you hang out with here or you're like, no man, I'm Terminator all the time. I hang out with a lot of people. I've been hanging out mostly with Chase Lawton. He's mm -hmm. also a Fox rider. Um, we're, we're parked right next to each other. Yeah. We've been hanging out the whole week. Would you hang out with him if he wore like Thor? I don't know. See how hard that was, man. Yeah. They're about to They're like, no, it's in the deal. You're not allowed to be friends yeah. with anyone else. No, no we're just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I hate to bring this up, but you have a new team manager lately over there. His name is Daniel Blair. Yeah. So how much worse has it been now having Daniel Blair involved? To be honest, no. um, you can be probably honest. better. Oh, yeah. come on, man. That's exactly so? what I, I don't want to give this to him. I don't want to give this to him. No, I know he's a big fan of yours, so you like him. Yeah, he's uh, super cool. Um, yep. I, I like them. Okay. Hey, we're man. all fair. We're going to cut all, that. Cut, wanna, no, no, we're all yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, now, uh, this doesn't count. Now seriously, count. Daniel Blair, let's go into it. Um, it's wild how many riders are involved over there. You've been in the Orange Brigade for a long time, so maybe you're kind of used to that. But it's yeah. wild how many riders there are. Yeah, there's a lot. I've been on Orange Brigade since I was like seven, eight. So yes. It, it's been a while, for sure. You were a 50 rider, right? Yeah, I just moved up to the um, bigger, like, seniors. And yep. KTM reached out. And uh, my dad was like, "Heck yeah! Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's a big like, deal. Yeah. Like getting on that team is like the, it's the cream of the crop, right? You yeah, feel? definitely for fifties. Um, and they didn't have a fifty rider forever. They were like, we need this no fifties. Oh. And I was like, first fifty, and then it was like at KTM Red, to be honest. Yeah, so it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to buy that 50 anyway, weren't you? Even if they didn't give it to you. You need that 50. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it worked out. You never know. It worked, it out, worked out, though. Yep. So you're 14 now, you told us? Yeah, 14. So, Kevin, you, you want to ask about the education? Like, you, we were wondering, are you on track graduating high school yet? Yeah. No. High school graduate at 14? No. <laughs> no. Come on, <laughs> what, grade, what grade are you in? Are we going in ninth grade? Yeah, we're going in ninth. Are you, do you do on uh, homeschool or are you? Yeah, I don't do on track. I do FOVS, Florida Virtual School. Oh, okay. It's kind of similar. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's definitely flexible around the uh, training program. Who, do you do all the work yourself, right? You, just you pounding it out, right? I try, I try as much as I oh, can. I like it, I like it, man. It's gotta get that sleep in after training. How many really? good, good hours of sleep are we getting in? Getting 15 or so at night and four or five during the day? It feels like it. 20 hours of sleep. Dude, it feels like it. <laughs> We're gonna know, you're a sleeper. Now we yes, know. Yes. That's his weakness. If you have an early morning moto, have you missed is that a difficult? Have you missed a moto? I mean, sleeping, I had an dude. early morning moto and I ripped. So. Oh, so you're good with it. Deal yes. with it. I like Deal it. with it, bro. I, I fell asleep right after the moto. You really did? Yes, I On did. On the podium. Mom had to walk him back, lay him down yeah. in a little cot. I took an hour nap. I had a moto after, though. Did you get little fair, orange so. slices for doing good? A little Dairy uh, Queen? Dude. <laughs> Cupcake, bro. Come on. Did you treat yourself ice cream? Oh, more than one time now. Oh, okay. Cupcakes. That's your thing. Cupcakes. Dude, cookies, anything. So I you're a big sweets, sweets guy. Big sweets guy. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, it ain't good. We're gonna get him at the uh, Moto Combine here in a couple years, and the whole point of that is to show you how little time you actually have on race day as a pro, and he's no gonna naps, be trying buddy. to get that nap in. He's yeah. Working on that nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're gonna struggle with that, bud. I honestly don't know how you guys do it. Like, you're not so darn nervous and wound up. Like, you can chill like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've learned that just trying not to stress over it too much. Yeah. Trying to relax. Okay. Best option. One, one one thing to tell yourself it, but he's actually able to he's do living it. it. That's that's the hard part. Take naps, man. Yep. Um, LeBron takes three hour naps every day. Oh really? Yeah. True okay. story. 
Yeah, but he's going to end up being six foot nine like LeBron if he I mean, keeps this up. Look how tall this kid's getting. It's going. Hey, I'm ready for that 125. I was going to say, is this the end of Super Mini? I don't know yet. Um, say it. We'll, we'll have to see what the year takes me. Except that Daniel Blair guy. You're taller than Daniel. Wait, already? you're taller than Daniel Blair. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, he is. We're, we're I love right, it. I'm like right there with him. Does Daniel help test the little 65s? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um, at Orange Ring Camp, we had all this talk about him getting on a Super Mini, so. I'm going to have to give him my you practice could, bike and race You could him. smoke him on a Superman. I'd love to see you. This is what I want to see. A two-lap, because I'm not saying he's in shape at all. No. Daniel is not. No big <laughs> jumps. Just nice and safe with just 180 just turns. Just a turn Let's track. Just That's all we it. need. Regional, lights, arena cross champion, team manager versus his top Superman guy. Seth. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, this, <laughs> you don't want none. Uh, well, it's been a good time. Thanks for doing this. Hey, mm -hmm. this is a va valuable experience. You remember when you're like pro sport that we did this and yeah. what you learned from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Seth Dennis, good stuff, buddy. Thank All right, you. Um, Kevin, guess what? This is gonna wrap Radio this Fox for the it. week. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, first, second annual, third annual Radio Fox, I don't know. I, 30 years later. year break yeah, in between. Yeah, years later. Maybe, yes. we'll, hopefully we see you guys next year if Fox likes it enough, we'll, we'll be right back here. Yeah, and it should be easier next year because hopefully we don't get a six-hour break and an eight-hour break in the motos. Uh, it's been a wild scramble for everyone here. Awesome job keeping things relatively on track. I, I mean, they so. got it decent today. It was actually pretty good, I'm not going to lie. They scraped yeah. a lot of mud off, and the track was, track was good. Yeah, it was shocking. So <laughs> whatever you throw out them at Loretta's, they can handle it. Bring it on. Uh, thanks to Radio Fox. Yeah. Fox Racing and the folks at Verb bringing this back for the first time since 1994. And uh, no thanks to Kevin. You kind of dragged it down, so yeah, that might yeah. be why we don't come back next year. We hope for the best. It'll Thanks be Weege, not me next year, I'm sure. I'm yeah, I'll just, it'll uh, be me and Seth Dennis. You and Seth, yeah, he'll, yeah. Oh, he'll yeah. be right here. I'm next down, year. Man. He's down. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back in 2024.